This is Kathleen Maxwell Randy with The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life, and I appreciate you joining me today. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. For more information about me, published newspaper articles, to contact me to speak in your area or purchase my new book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, visit my website at www.kathleenmaxwellrandy.com. This podcast reaches around the world with listeners in 27 countries thanks to the one-time and monthly gifts from people just like you. If you want to give, simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the follow button and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. And leave me a comment. Enjoy the podcast. Well, hi folks, this is Kathleen and I am glad that you joined me today because I have a topic that I really want to discuss today and talk about um, because I just think it is one that is very, very pertinent right now and that um, we know how to know how to navigate the times and seasons we're in. And the title of this podcast is Anxiety is Not Your Friend. You know, I um, just, just this week in the last, I have one day where it happened in 24 hours. I had three different people use the words, um, I am so anxious. I am so anxious. And, you know, the first time I listened to the woman as she told me about what was going on in her life. And, you know, we talked about it. And then um, when the second person said that about, oh, five or six hours later, I was like, oh, okay. And when the third person called and was in tears, I was like, all right, man, there is something coming going on right now. And, you know, the enemy doesn't play fair. The Bible tells us that we have an enemy and he's Satan, and he's come to kill, steal, and destroy. And so I've, I've said it before, but when I see a pattern, it's almost like, you know, the enemy's playing his cards. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I want to address this to just help help my friends and help people around the world know how do we, how do we deal with anxiety. And so I want to start by t- saying that, you know, I want to tell you why it's not your friend. I think You know, I grew up and I thought stress and fear and anxiety were just part of life here on earth and that they were okay. And I look back on it and, you know, it was almost like they were my friends. They were my normal. And what I came to realize is that God had such a, such a better way. But, you know, here's some of the things that I discovered about why anxiety is not my friend. The first one is because it robs you of peace and joy. And it makes life intense. And it seemed like I lived in intensity and there wasn't, peace was not governing my, governing my life. And, you know, joy was not flowing from me because there were all these things that I was anxious about. And, you know, the Bible is real clear to tell us in, in John 10, 10, that Jesus came so we could live life and life abundantly. And what I thought was normal, God began to, in his mercy and his kindness, show me that I had a, he had a better way of life for me. 
You know, another reason that fear <clears throat> is not your friend is it distracts you and it makes your life difficult. You know, when you've got that gnawing feeling, when you've got that anxious feeling going on all the time, it, it distracts you. You're thinking about your problem. You're thinking about what is making you anxious. You're going to worst case scenario situations um, versus how big God is. And it just, you know, for me, it was like trudging through mud. You know, it just made life difficult and exact my energy, exact my joy. And it certainly zapped my peace. Fear is not your friend because it can affect you physically. Um, you know, there were times I was so anxious about something that, you know, I, it was like I really couldn't eat. I couldn't eat. Now, you know, we have to eat to live. And um, I love to eat. Um, in fact, I'm dieting right now because I, you know, there are times that I have just eaten too much. And I want to keep my weight down, stay, stay healthy. But... You know, at this time in my life, I was not really eating um, and not really even hungry because of the anxiety. And that that's not ever, that's not ever good. You know, another reason why fear is not your friend is because it causes torment. And again, I speak from experience because I can see now how it tormented me and it, you know, robbed me of peace and peace and, and joy. In the definition of anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease about something with an uncertain outcome. I'm going to repeat that again. The definition of anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease about something with an uncertain outcome. And, you know, God gave us God gave us our emotions. He gave us our emotions and our emotions can be, our emotions are good. Our emotions are good because they signal what's really going on in our hearts. And, you know, in scripture, th this is the way God made us, but God never intended us to live under our emotions. He never intended for us to let our emotions govern our life. We are called, when we have a relationship with Christ, to live out of the Spirit of God that is in us. The Bible tells us that we get a new spirit, we get a new, we get a new heart when we invite Christ into our hearts. And that gives us a better way of life. So, you know, emotions are good. Jesus wept, it says in Scripture. Um, Jesus also said, be angry and sin not. So that right there shows us that, that God gave us our emotions, but we also have to steward them because our emotions are in our yard. They're in, and he and never, God never intended for our emotions to run our lives. He wants his spirit. He wants Christ in us to rule our lives. So, you know, for me, I have let, you know, my emotions, when I notice something in me, you know, I've let it be a red flag or, you know, just a flag that something's going on in under the surface. And for me, I just go to God and say, you know, Lord, what's going on? Why, why am I feeling this emotion? What's going on underneath? Is there anything I need to repent of? Is there anything I need to look to you? You know, and so it is important 
you know, what we do with the emotions that we have. And that we run to God, that we run to God with our emotions. Because he wants the Spirit of God in us to rule and reign, not our emotions. And, you know, I see this all the time, you know, people, and, and I've been guilty of it too, people put their emotions oftentimes on someone else. Well, you made me angry. You made me, you make me nervous. You make me this or that, you know, sad. You make me, no, no, no. Our emotions are in our yard, so they're ours to steward. And when we see them, when we take them to God, you know, then it puts us in a much better place and it helps us process what's going on inside of us. Um, I have a podcast called Living Out of Our Will Versus Our Emotions. And I'd encourage you to check that out. You can go to the little icon that says go to podcast or it might say more episodes and look for living out of your will versus your emotions because God wants us to steward our emotions. He gave them to us. They're good, but we also have to steward them. And so today what I want to talk about a little more is just that gnawing anxiety that lingers sometimes in our life and and we live in that place. You know, anxiety is no fun. Um, and that's, you know, that's what I want to address because really at the end of the day, fear and anxiety are doubt and unbelief and that's not trusting God. And what God showed me that for me, that was sin. And so when I began to address it and realize when God was setting me free of anxiety and I would notice it creep up and I would notice that I was, you know, kind of opening the door, inviting it to come in, you know, treating it like a friend versus, you know, a, a thief or a robber that knocked on my door. When I began to say, okay, Lord, I confess this. I confess this as sin. I bring it to you and, and Lord, help me because I trust you. And I had to declare my trust in God and I had to, to, to just address that. You know, the Bible talks and it uses the word fear. Um, I don't know that it uses the word anxiety, but they're, they're essentially the same. But it addresses that 365, the word fear is in the Bible, 365 times. So that's one for one day a week, okay? One day a week, God's telling us, hey, by the way, you don't have to live like this. And, um, you know, one of the people I had a, a, a conversation with, um, made the comment, I'm just so anxious, I'm just so anxious. Their adult child is making some wrong decisions and that can cause anxiety. That's caused anxiety in my life. I remember, you know, there was a time when, when I, you know, was trying to convince my late husband of something and he wasn't listening and he wasn't listening and he wasn't listening. And, um, you know, I was so afraid he was going to make a wrong choice. I just knew something wasn't quite right. But again, as I gave that to the Lord and as I began to trust God and just, you know, really took my hands off the situation, that's when God began to change our situation. So yeah, there are times that people we love can make wrong choices or choices that we feel are wrong. And um, people are in charge of their own choices. They just are. 
Um, so that was one situation that I encountered this week. You know, another situation, I'm, I'm in South Texas and we are very close to the border and there is an awful lot of bad things going on. That's just what I'm going to say. Whatever you hear in the news, just multiply it times 10 because the media is not really doing us a favor in that situation. And there are things that are dangerous um, going on. I encountered one this last week myself. I was out walking and this car, and we were at a dead end road. This car comes zipping up my driveway or zipping up the, the county road and uh, going extremely fast. And I knew they weren't our neighbors. And I was pretty much at the end of the road and couldn't, the vehicle was between me and my house. And um, this man rolled down his window and he had, I'm, I've been in social work, so there's a few things I know. He had the tattoos like you have from jail and he had the teardrop and he rolled it down and he was, you know, how can I get through this road? I need to get through this road. And there was a woman sitting next to him. She never looked up. She only looked at her cell phone. I was wondering if she was kidnapped or what all was going on. Um, but I knew it was danger. I later found out that he was a human smuggler. And um, he was late to, you know, connect with the illegals that he was going to pick up. And it was important in that moment when I realized, yes, there was danger there was danger there on my road that I didn't freak out. I didn't, I didn't let anxiety take over. And folks, that is because <clears throat> for years I've cultivated letting God and partnering with God to set me free from fear and anxiety. And it's not that I don't ever experience it. I'm just much quicker to bring myself into that place of trusting God and walking in the peace because peace is how Jesus silenced a storm. You know, peace is, is what he ruled with and reigned with. And But there are, you know, situations that are going on and I've talked to several Border Patrol wives and just their concern over their, their husbands being out in the field with all the craziness and the drug smugglers and, and the Haitians and all that's, that's coming over right now. Um, you know, maybe something else that you have experienced that's made you anxious is a bad report from the doctor. You know, sometimes we get a test result back and it's not what we had hoped for. And, you know, don't you just hate it when you get those test results and then, you know, the nurse says, you know, here are your test results and the doctor will see you. Our next available appointment is next week. Well, then you have a whole week, you know. To be anxious about the outcome and what's really going on and medical professionals are much better at interpreting those tests than you or me that just says oh this you know your cholesterol is high or your mammogram has come back questionable that was one I had to deal with recently and um, you know I had to for a few days just kind of wrestle I got a bad report I had to go back for more tests and you know and then the tests came back and they weren't totally conclusive and 98% chance it's not cancer too. It is, you know, but for me, I just said, you know what, God, I declare my trust in you and I'm going to walk in peace in this. I'm going to be cautious. I'm going to be, you know, and, and we're taking some, some other steps, but I'm going to be checked a little bit more, more often for, for that. But 
I had a choice of what I was going to do when that report came in. Was I going to let my anxiousness about, you know, something being wrong with me, really, I wasn't so worried about something being wrong with me. I was more anxious for my children because they've lost their dad to cancer. And I I don't want them to, to have to go through that again. I know I'm not going to be around forever, but I have a lot to live for. Um, but bad reports from doctors can cause anxiety. And I did have another conversation. Actually, there were four people. Somebody else was having difficulty with their hearing and, you know, just some of the tests that were being ordered. I thought, oh my goodness, you know, I was concerned for my friend because I really love her. Um, but I want to stress that, you know, it's not God's heart in his heart for us to live a life stressed out. And there were things that God had to heal in me from my past that God wanted to heal in me that can cause us. You know, I had grown up thinking that emotion was okay. And the Lord says, I want to heal you. I want to show you a better way of life. So oftentimes our emotions need healing. And when you recognize that, if there's been a trauma in your life, it's important to take, because our, then that can, if you've had a trauma in your life, then when there's the potential or something similar to that trauma, it's very easy to slip back into that anxiety mode. So it's important that we take that to the Lord and say, Lord, heal my emotions. Heal the way I think about things. Because the Bible tells us that, you know, fear and anxiety is not from Him. It says that in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power and love and sound mind. Isn't that wonderful news? But we can identify real quick that that anxious feeling, that that um, fear is, is, is a spirit, but it's not from God. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's not the Holy Spirit. Um, he's given us power and love and a sound mind. And yes, bad things do happen to good people. I'm not just saying, okay, you know, let's live in la-la land. No, bad things happen to good people. I lost, you know, a husband and was widowed at, at 49. But I can't, here's what I can tell you, is God promises us that he will work things out for good when we partner with him. And that's in Romans, in Romans 8, 28, you know, all things work together for good. And has my life forever been changed? Yes, it has. But here's what I do know is God has been faithful and he has been with me. And he does heal those negative emotions that can, that can come into our lives. So he's given us a strategy, you know, he's given us a strategy to steward our emotions. So, you know, what are some things that cause you anxiety? Maybe, you know, there are certain things that are, there's a little bit of, of things of that are, you know, like doing something for the first time. Okay, you might have butterflies in your stomach. That's okay. That's just a normal reaction. I'm doing this for the first time. Am I gonna do it okay? Am I gonna fail? Um, what's it gonna look like? I just don't know. And that uncertainty can kind of make, make us feel a little bit of butterflies in our stomach. 
Um, I talked to my little granddaughter this morning, and she was going to go play her first soccer game. And she said, I'm a little nervous, Max. <laughs> and, and um, you know, so we talked for a minute about it. But, you know, other things that can cause anxiety is maybe you have had a heated conversation with somebody, uh, somebody you love. And, you know, it can kind of put that little, oh, in your stomach when that happens. Um you know, trauma from the past. God wants to heal it. We've got situations, and I'm sure I know what's going on more in America, but I'm sure those situations are out, and I'm just not um, up to speed with everybody's world news. But there's going to be things going on in our country that can make us anxious, like I talked about the border situation. And, or the, the what's the state of our nation going to be in a few years if things keep continuing down the path that they're going? COVID, oh my gosh, COVID can make people anxious. Am I going to catch it? You know, should I get the vaccine? Should I not? You know, that can cause all sorts of anxiety. Um, you know, the anxiety of losing a loved one. And it's a real thing. I know people are wrestling with. I've had three calls just this week about young people that are that have gotten COVID and um, it's a real deal it's a real deal you know we can have anxiety and deal with anxiety when our kids make wrong choices and or people we love financial worries that can cause anxiety but here's the truth we really live in uncertainty every day folks we really do None of us have any guarantees in life. And the only thing we can really depend on is God. And even if the worst thing happens, God promises to be with us. It, it says that, you know, in, um, in Psalm 73, 23, Nevertheless, I will be with you. I hold you by the right hand. And I can tell you that because I've experienced that in my life. And I'm much, much quicker to turn to God because I know he's right there. He is right there. My husband may not always be there. Uh, the police may not always be there. But God is right there. And even in that situation with the human smuggler, um, I knew God was right there with me. I knew how big God was. I knew it wasn't going to do me any good to panic. I just had to trust him. And I was very grateful that I was able to get out of that situation. And God is the only one that we can really depend on in times of un uncertainty. Um, you know, but let's talk about, let's talk about, you know, what if we're in a situation where, you know, we're trying to talk to, a, you know, a friend or our, our children or something and people make, you know, we're trying to convince them, like, you know, the, the, the person that was talking to me about their child. Here's, here's the truth, folks. We can have anxiety, or we can battle that, you know, as adult people that are concerned about our adult children. But each person is responsible for their emotions, their thinking, and their choices. And you'll drive yourself crazy trying to fix people. And you'll wear yourself out. I can tell you that from experience. And yes, you can influence them. 
yes, by all means, pray for them. But it's important that we give the situation to God because he is much better at fixing at fixing situations like that. Our emotions and choices and thinking are in our yard. And that's the only thing we can really govern. That really is. We're responsible for us. And so, you know, if you're struggling like that, just quit because you can't change anyone. You can't, you're not powerful enough to crawl in their head and change their thinking. You're, you're not powerful enough when they're adults to make those choices for them, for them. That's, that's meddling, that's controlling. And we, and we just can't do this. Um, you know, it, it's the, the scripture tells us that Jesus tells us to cast our burdens on the Lord. And that means throw them, throw them to cast means to throw. He doesn't, God hadn't designed us to carry those things, but we have to, to throw them at him. So getting rid of anxiety and what I'm going to share with you, I know these work because I've used them in my life. And it's not that I don't ever get anxious anymore. It's just I deal with it a lot quicker. And I don't have to live under that gnawing feeling anymore. So the first thing is to identify the emotion. And what's causing it? Examine it. You know, is it something that has been triggered from our past? Do we need God to heal that area of our emotion? So identify it you know, identify it and, and, and take it out, look at it, call it what it is. Okay. This, you know, this is my friend, take responsibility for your negative emotion because it's in your yard and, you know, God, he loves to heal. It says in, in the scripture, it says in Isaiah 61, he's come to heal the broken, you know, the disappointed, um, he, he's a healer of our emotions and he's a healer of our heart. He cares about your heart. So identify your emotions, take responsibility. And then I think it's important to tell the anxiety to go. So many people just invite it in like a house guest versus it seeing it as a robber or a bad guy. Um, yeah, we open the door and let our friends in. If someone in a mask and they have a gun and they say, I'm here to rob you of your joy and your peace today, are we going to let them in? Now we're going to slam the door. And so that's what I feel like we have to do with fear and anxiety. And, you know, ask God, like I said, too, to heal us, heal our emotions of any of the trauma of the past. You know, the other thing we need to do is we need to ask for God's perspective of our situation. This is so key that we ask God for his perception. It says in Isaiah 55 verses nine, it says, um, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So I always think it's important to go and say, God, give me your perspective of this situation. You know, what is it you want to work in me and out of me? There was something that I heard years ago and it was really cute and I still chuckle and I still try to uh, remember it. It was this little um, thing and I saw it written. It said, hello, this is God. I will be handling all your problems and I don't need your help. So have a nice day. 
And I chuckled when I read it because it was like I was trying to help God in all these situations. And he was saying, oh, no, I'm bigger. I got it. Just give it to me. You know, partnering with God with our problems and our anxiety are just very important. I'm real big on just partnering with God because when we bring him into our everyday life, folks, it changes it. You know, the enemy tries to point out the negatives, all the 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 bad things, um, the what if, what could, um, this is going to happen. And oftentimes he's just tormenting us. He's just tormenting us because he's, it, scripture says in John 10, 10, he's come to kill, steal, and destroy. Kill, steal, and destroy. Three, three words. That's his job description. But Jesus has come so we can have life and life abundantly. We can have life. We can have peace in the midst of troubles. We can have joy in the midst of our life, even when it's crazy. So I want to encourage you today to begin your journey of slamming the door in anxiety's face when it knocks and go through these steps. You might need to re-listen to this and take some notes and write things down and have them handy if this is something that you really battle because Jesus has come to set us free. That's why he hung on the cross for us. So um, I just want to pray and close right now. Um, Father, I thank you so much for each listener, for each family, Lord, um, that is represented by those that are listening. And Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for Jesus. And then he's come so that we can have life and life abundantly. And thank you, Lord, that it is not in your heart for us to live with that anxious, gnawing feeling in the pit of our stomach, God. You have a much better way. And so help us all, Lord, to partner with you to give you the things that are difficult in our lives, uh, to give you the things that we're worried about, to give you the things that are tormenting us and robbing us of our peace. Lord, help us to be quick to do that because I know you're equipping those that you love and those that serve you, Lord, for these days. And we live in trying days. We live in days where there's lots of uncertainty. But God, you are certain. You are the one thing we can de depend on. And so I just declare your peace and your joy over each listener. And I ask that you just pour out the riches of heaven, the blessings of heaven on their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks again for listening. If you live in Uvalde or Kerrville, and this is... Uh, this is um, Beginning in October, I will be starting a Bible study in both places. So I hope you'll join me in person. I do need you to register, and you can do that by going to my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. You can register there. You can also buy my new book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief. And I certainly hope that I'll hear from you. Don't forget to like or follow the podcast. And... I just appreciate those that give. I only have a handful of people that give to make this ministry possible. And if that's something that you think you could do, I would certainly appreciate it. You know, your gift, $5, $10, 
$50, whatever you can give is, is always appreciated to help keep this podcast going. So have a blessed week. Go out with joy and be led with peace.